Hey, what's up everybody? This is Artist Friendly. I'm Joel Madden and today I'm speaking with M Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold. No bad times, I don't want no bad. All right, Matt. Am I in there? Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Oh my God, I I, uh, I don't even know where to start. This um, is funny because we're actually really good friends. Yeah. So like, it's just like a conversation. It's, yeah. It's kind of, yeah. It's good though, because I feel like a lot of people, and certainly like people listening to this are like music. Most of them, anyways, I feel like are music fans. So they they know whether they know my band or they know your band. I don't think people always get what are bands doing, like like bands hanging out and talking. I, sometimes it would be hard to imagine Avenged Sevenfold and Good Charlotte hanging out. Even yeah. though we did a song together and so it does, yeah. you you might suspect it. I do think that like people don't always get to see, like don't get to hear or like listen to conversations that musicians are having, whether they're a fan of us both or they're just a fan of you or just a fan of me. I think it's cool when people get to like listen in on what the shit we probably talk about every time we talk anyways. So yeah. Um, and there's a lot of bands that people probably think we're really good friends with and we don't talk to at all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, do you hang out with those guys? Like, no. You must be best friends because yeah. you sound alike. You went yeah. on six tours with them. Did you? Really? I don't know, never met those guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some weird things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the reality. That's the reality. And yeah. a lot of your friends would, would would like we've never toured together. Yeah. But yeah, we'll have to tour together. No, no. Well, and we did, friends. but we did some warp tour. We did work. We did work. Yeah, that, 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 that counts. That, that counts. counts. Yeah. yeah, that counts. Okay, so I was just talking about you guys, and before we get to the new record, which I think is your best record, Thank I'm going to say that because you'll say, "Yeah, but you always think your new record's your best record." So I don't know if it's my best record. I think it's your best record. I think it's artistically uh, modern, ambitious. Still has every avenged thing that I want to hear. All the avenged sevenfold itches I have, it has it. But it also has like this fucking weird, crazy, modern sound that I have no idea how you guys did that. Uh, So before we get to the new record, Avenged Sevenfold, to me, it's one of the few bands that is not dated right now. But you come from 20 years ago, right? Yeah. And you live in 2023 and you go on tour and all I see is a big, huge rock band that's still putting out modern records, still has a super kind of, uh, what's the word? Super vibrant, excited fan base. Yeah. And when you look behind the curtain, you're still just the same guys that are like making records they want to make and going on tour. Yeah. I feel, I feel some of that. I also feel some sometimes, um, and I, I try not to like kind of get stuck on the negative, but there are people and parts of the fan base that really want one era of the band. Yeah. And I feel like if you listen to those people, and I, and I also think there's a lot of people that didn't necessarily like the band in those eras. And if you look at both of those kind of opinions, both of those date the band in a way that I don't like. Because as humans, we're moving forward, we're growing, we're trying new things, we're trying new technologies, we're also writing with a kind of a modern sensibility. The things we're pulling from are very modern things. 
Um, and so that gets a little, that gets a little, it feels cheap a little bit when someone wants you to be something you were when you were 20 mm. or someone doesn't like you because of an opinion they had of you when you were 20. And those are hard things to break. And, and you just kind of got to um, be grateful for what you have and then just continue to like walk the walk, I guess. And yeah. just, and then you'll make people believers or they won't. And like everything we do is not for everyone. Right. And that's okay. Um, but that when you are a band for 23 years or whatever it is, 22 years, like, you're going to have such a wide, vast group of opinions on you. Yeah. And usually it's rooted in one sort of era. Right. And they think of you as that. And it's really hard to get people that kind of follow along because it's so easy to fall off. And as you get older, which I've only because I'm a musician, I've kind of cognizant of this. Right. But as you get older, there's certain records you're going to pick up in your life from bands you love and certain records are not because of life. Right. You have kids, you have different priorities. They're listening to music. You're hearing stuff from their TikTok. You're hearing like yeah, you're yeah. and you're like now there's like Fortnite and you're hearing all these different things. And you're and so life's just different. And it takes a lot for a band to kind of stay front of mind for a lot of people. Yeah. Because we just we have so many, the time economy is so crazy now with with all the things you can do besides follow a band. Yeah. All the apps, all the apps and also all the music, right? It's too confusing now. And there's, there's been studies done on this in terms of like humans and choices. And most humans would rather have a choice of four pieces of candy than 500 pieces of candy. Yeah. It's too much. And what the good thing about the radio, what people complained about, but the good thing about radio and MTV was it really was curating things and kind of bringing the best stuff to the front. And if it didn't work, it quickly fell off. But if it did work, it was because people were being, you know, exposed to so many things. And I think people would do well with getting exposed to more now. Um, meaning we're going to show you these things and, and you're going to have to hear them a few times on the radio. But right now it's just, you have everything at your fingertips and it's just too hard to navigate. Yeah. This is very hard. So you put all those things against it and you just got to stay above it all and just go, okay, we're just going to write what we want. We're going to do the art we want to do. We're going to put these things out and we're going to just kind of move forward and just see where it goes. I think it's exciting. I'm one of those guys that's like excited about the future. Yeah. There's a lot of people that. that are just super, you know, they'll Scared. go like, oh, there used to be CD sales or the tickets used to be this. And right. it's like, I'm like, this is awesome. It's almost like, it's almost like there's no rules right now and you can do whatever you want. And yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to, get traction on everything. In fact, you're probably not going to get traction on much, but that's okay. Like keep trying things and doing things. And it gives you a lot of freedom in right. my opinion. It's funny. Cause like, I look at your band as like, you guys could make, I mean, you could, you could give a class on it. You could write a book on it. I mean, to start off in one era and go through a career and come to a point where as a fan and as someone that, kind of like studies bands all the time and just watches people's careers. And um, I think you guys have, it feels to me like you just make decisions, you stick to your guns, you put the music out, you do, you, you do your, you know, you, you execute your vision. And um, yeah, I just I look at your band and you're one of those few that I go, they have navigated time. And I mean, you're, we say old cause we got all got started so young. We're not that old. No, yeah. But in band years, we're old. Yes. Right? Like, if you look at it in band years, it's just yeah. like, uh, especially now, things move so fast. Uh, but it feels like 
you guys represent uh, a kind of music and you push the, I think, I think what's interesting about Avenged Sevenfold is you guys push the boundaries of what, what it means to be like a metal rock band, like a, yeah. a heavy rock and roll band. Because you could say, oh, they're metal, or you could just say they're a rock and roll band. But then you listen to the catalog and you go, oh, that's just a big fucking rock band. And there's a lot of metal going on, um, but then there's songs. And it, it's interesting because when you think about the the genre you came from, I mean, when I think about you guys and go, how the hell did a band that was essentially like an Orange County hardcore band almost starting out go to the level that you're at a hundred percent it's art and it's imagination and it's, it's decision-making it's people who have a vision and they execute on it yeah. against again. I think you guys have been up against it every time. Cause every record you're always kind of making a turn. And I think you've always been dealing with that. The yeah. fans want the each record special. The fans want that record again. And then you're like, no, we're on to this. The new record to me is like a defining record though. I think it's, it's, um, I listened to it and I just thought this is fucking everything I wanted out of of an Avenged record. All the moments happened that I needed, but then there's new stuff that I'm like, wow, this is a a new place for rock and roll to go. And it still feels, God, it still feels live. It still feels analog. It still feels all, all the things that, you know, I think you want to see when you're at the live show. Um, I just think that's rare. I think it's very hard for for bands to keep their focus and not be scared. Yeah, I think, well, there's a couple of things you touched on there that I wanted to flag. One being imagination, but I'll get back to that. But I think um, every record, the bigger the band gets, the more that step is scary, right? Yeah. It's like, because it's like, okay, now we're here. Um, do we do it again? Yeah. And, but you can only we wouldn't even be able to write those records again, right? right? They were just in a, they were at the time, the step that people didn't want us to take. And they were exciting because of that, right? They were like, well, this is what we feel. This is what we're influenced by. So we do, we're doing this. And then if you try to do it again, it's like. Almost just unconscious. You just were being artistic. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing it. And then um, I think for when people ask me about songs, I, I like for me, I always tell people, I think it's imagination. Like if you can imagine something, that's a bigger influence or a bigger like inspiration to me songwriting wise than like listening to other songs or like being like, oh, we're going to write a song. But like if you think of a a moment or a vibe or like see a piece of art or you're watching a movie or something just really sticks out to you, you want to like capture that in audio form somehow. And that's when you get these crazy sort of transitions or key changes or or weirdness or overall like kind of something moving forward so but to me it's imagination you got to imagine something drastic happening or you're just going to be in a box and you're writing you know it's that's just going to be here's my tools and here's what i can use and but it's got to be pulled from everywhere yeah you know i think and then one thing culturally for us it's like bringing wes in to do the art on this record or using you know, redefining what it means to do stop motion, like on the nobody video, not trying to make it look like the nineties, but where is stop motion now? You know, after I saw that new Pinocchio movie, I called up Chris Hopewell and I'm like, dude, this is like, and he's like, I can do that. Like, and like, let's, let's do. And like, that movie blew my mind. Me too. And, And I was like, I don't think like, 
if I was, I don't really want to see 41 year old me jump around in a warehouse. Yeah. yeah. I want to do something like, what does this song really represent? And I, and I think the ideas are so grand that I don't think it's going to be possible with music video budgets nowadays, unless we did something like stop motion. Right. It's about being creative and figuring out how you're going to get your vision across. And I think, um, and knowing when to cut your losses, like, yeah, let's put all the money into one video and we're done. Right. You know, like instead of chopping into three and then doing little teasers and Facebook and then, you know, it's like, you got to do your own thing and then, and live with the consequences. It's okay. Yeah. It literally is okay. Like we're all going to fail so many more times than we're going to succeed. And, but it's out in the world at that point and let it do what it's going to do. Because if it came from the right spot, then you just, you should have no fear in my opinion. Yeah. The results are always just the results at the time. Yes. But we don't know what the real implication of what we're doing right now is going to be until way down the road. Way down the road. And we'll find out the true meaning of what we're doing right now later on. We always do. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing. I think you gain that insight over time and and having a long career like you've had, um, which is, it blows my mind to think about like your band, you guys have been through so much. You have this long, really interesting career and you're all still young and cool and with it. Uh, It's interesting because you do also meet people that don't evolve and they're not with it. They're kind of stuck somewhere and it's, it's weird. It's like, they're stuck in a time where maybe it was like their height of a, of an era of success or they're stuck in it. And it feels like almost like they don't want to leave that time, which I is, and maybe that's my perception, but there is something about doing something for the sake of doing it and leaving the results to be, you know, analyzed later and not being too caught up on the results, the immediate results. Well, there's that term called, what is it? Um, I think it's called audience capture. And when you're like, the way people describe it is like if you're on Twitter and all you do is talk about politics, right? Say you're very right-leaning or left-leaning. Right. And you talk all day about those I'm things. I'm super right-wing, by the way. I know I'm you scared. are. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, when, you, when, when your identity is based around one sort of ideal yeah. and then you would get all these followers, right? Then it's very hard. It takes a very strong person to get more information and change their mind when they know that everything they've built up is about this sort of thing. And I think bands do that too. They get, they become audience captured. The audience somehow gets big enough to where you get stuck in the mud. And unless you're willing to just go to war with everyone, including your fans and just for your ideals, Right. Right. Yeah. Then, and you have to constantly do it because then there's going to be a bunch of people that love that next thing you did. Right. And then they all want more of that. And then you got to do, you got to push them all off again and go over here. So you're constantly in this like almost like toxic tug and pull with, and and toxic is the wrong word. It's kind of like this. It's almost like a good kind of conflict. It's a good push. It's, it's the fans pushing you for what they think they want. Yeah. Because of what you did before. Yeah. And it's you pushing back with like, no, no, trust me. Yeah. This is what you want. And you would have never got that if I didn't push off these people from right. before. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's kind of a, a, a the tension is good. Yeah. It's like there is good tension in, in creative relationships. And you are kind of in a creative relationship with your fans. Yeah. You're captivating their imagination. And once you captivate it, their imagination is get, getting carried away and it has nothing to do with you. You inspired them to yeah. imagine something about you. Yep. 
and now they're imagining what they what they think they want. Yeah. And you're saying, no, I'm imagining a new future yeah. and I want you to come with me. Yeah, yeah. So I think that it's a good tension that artists have with their fans. And I think another thing I'd say you're really good at and your band is really good at is communicating with them and saying, hey, guys, sorry if this isn't what you wanted to hear. Yeah. But trust me, this is what Here we, to break the bad news. <laughs> we need. This is what we needed to do. Yeah. And I don't, as a fan, want to get a record that the artist doesn't like bleed for. Yeah. I want to feel like they're bleeding for the record. And I feel that on the new record. I feel like you guys are just dying to get out of some fucking cage or box and do something that you love. And I can feel, yeah. I think you nailed it. And I'm a fan. I listen to every record. I have, you know, and, you know, seen you guys live and um, I don't know. I, it's, it's just, you guys are a, 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 you guys are a staple in like one of my go-to's for a certain, you know, in for a certain mood. Yep. You know, uh, same for Nicole. We have a we have a shared love of uh, Avenged. Uh, and then obviously knowing you guys over the years, it, it's easier to like your music when you get to know you. And that and that's a really nice thing too when you meet an artist and you're like, oh, it's better now. The music's yeah. even better. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, but I think that. I think you said something that I think I'm just going to pull out because a lot of times people listening to this show, uh, they're all kind of traversing their own dreams. Yeah. And I think everyone in life on whatever level they're at, uh, in their personal life there, it could be their mental health. It could be their physical health. It could be their, their dream, you know, job or their, band or whatever they're working on. What I think the world and the music business does is overcomplicates the simplicity of what art is. When you make art that you love or when you make something you love, that should be the first thing you're focused on. And then the commerce of it all and all the rest of it gets figured out if you love the art and you you believe in the brand you're building. Yeah. And I think that um I think people get confused on how how to make it in life. Yeah. And I always say like effort over time equals re- results. Consistent effort over time. Yeah. Will, 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 and then the results are something. And then something always leads to something. So it, it, maybe it's not the result you're dreaming of. Like, uh, you know, if someone's in a band and they're like, I want to play arenas. Well, okay, slow down. Let's start somewhere, make the record you love and then put it out and start playing shows. Start. And if no one will take you on tour, put your own shows together, figure out how to solve problems, effort over time. Consistently, we get results. The results are going to be what they're going to be. And then we're going to, then we put more effort forward. So I think like I see a band like you guys do that. And as hard as, as, as I'm sure it, it is when you're, in the middle of all of it, from the outside, I see you guys travel through uh, the space pretty simply, very kind of elegantly. It's like, yeah. you're always like, whenever I ask like, hey, when how's the record going or whatever, never feels like you guys don't know what you're doing. It always feels like, yeah, we're making it, it's taking a while or it's whatever, we're in the middle of it and you know, the mixing's taking longer than we thought or whatever. But it never feels like you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. I think um, 
And another main point of all that is whatever you're doing, just enjoy the journey. Yeah. Because even if you were to be Avenged Sevenfold, we'd love to play. There's a higher mountain. And then even if you're Metallica, you want to be you yeah. two in the Rolling Stones. And you're always going to want to climb. There's always something. And so like, but the lesson there is that, that that's not the, the destination never really comes. Yeah. You, you're have, always... to, you have to enjoy what you're doing, whether it's a club, because there's something to be said for small club shows. And when you're coming up, how that's, that could be better or this or that. And so it's, it's really a mindset and like, yeah, putting your mind to it. Um, but I need to remember that more. I always get caught up on my next destination. We all do. We all do. But like, you just got to sit there and just observe what's really happening. Instead of always looking up, look down and go like, okay, where'd I come from? Like, this is, life's good. Mindfulness. Mindful. It's all mindfulness. Yeah. Yeah. Not to get, go down that path, but that's, that's what, that's what you do those things for. Yeah. Right. That's what you meditate for. You, or you think about these, observe your own thoughts. Like that's what. Do you meditate? Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I practice mindfulness. Right. Or I wouldn't have even come up with that. But yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, cause yeah, it's like you find yourself in the rat race and it's continuing, continuing to think there's some higher place to be when it just. Like here isn't good enough. I need to get there. Yeah. Here is good enough. Yeah. It's so good to be. And, and one thing about this band that I think ever, that's been great for us recently is that everybody's got the mindset of like, if I'm going to do an interview, I want to be there. If I'm going to, if we're going to be in the studio, we want to be there. Like, don't go in the days that you don't want to go. Like, and, yeah. and that could get out of control. Like, it's nice to put little, you know, you know, barriers on yourself and go, okay, we're going to get this done. But at the same time, just do things you want to do and really put yourself into it and be happier there. Or just, or go do something else. It's, it, I think it's like a less is more mentality yep. of like, yeah, you should only do the interviews that you really want to do. And then you're going, you're going to, you're going to do a better interview. You're going to give more meaningful answers and you're going to care about, you have to care about being there. And if you don't at that day, you should stay home. And I think most people don't get the, they don't get the opportunity to live that way because a lot of times I think people get trapped in cycles with maybe jobs they don't really love. It's a means to an end. And they they somehow stop caring about some major things, and then it kind of bleeds into the rest of your life. And that's why I feel like I didn't become aware of this until I was older. Like, oh, no, 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 I shouldn't do everything. I should only do the things I really, really believe in, that I really enjoy, and that I really care about. Yeah. And then I'm going to do a better job. And the things I say no to are the things that, that I don't feel any connection to. I don't feel compelled to do it. And there is a way to say no to people in a nice way and just totally. be like, sorry, it's not me. Or just can't, I can't, I can't put my time behind that. So it yeah. doesn't make sense right now. Right. And then I think, and also like, so that mind, that mindset is bled into avenged as well in terms of like the, the, the core thing here is don't put out like, so it's twisting everything back to the way we think it should be, which is, why do you put out a record? Well, you put out a record because you have to. Meaning like, I have art in me. I, I have to get it down. And and now what do we do with it? The music industry has turned it into, when's your next record? Right. Well, maybe I don't have one. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, this is like, that's an important question. Like, well, you got off tour. You got like, what do you think? Six months you'd be ready to go again and get in the studio? I don't know. Like, it has to go back to, I have to put this out. This is so important to me. Like I have all these ideas and, I, and I'm just bursting at the seams. 
okay, now that it's done, what are we going to do? How are we going to get it to people? But if you can continually put things and make music and art a commodity. On other people's timelines. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden it becomes like, well, what are we really doing here? And you get this kind of, this kind of like dumbed down, it's probably the wrong word, but very streamlined version of like, and, and the thing is like, and you see it even though it even bleeds into the fans. Cause I've done some interviews recently where I've said something like this and they'll go, this stupid pompous attitude that yeah. must just, be nice. Just put out the damn record. You know, yes. it's like, <laughs> yeah. like it's gotten so far to where the fans would rather just be handed some crap or right. something that they think is like not crap. Right. Or look at this band did this and this band did that. It's like, how are we even like grading things on that? How are you even grading music? Right. It all has to be re-questioned in my opinion. And it starts with bands that can be in a position like us to lead the way and do it. Like, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to do things over here in blockchain. Even if you're mad, we're going to put out records. We want to put out, we're going to put them out the way we want to put them out. We're going to tour how we want to tour. And it's nothing offensive. It is simply keeping ourselves sane and doing things in the name of art or in the name of the music, not in the name of get it out quicker, more and more and more, you know, yep. here's the line, go down, put your record out like this, do that, package it like that. You got to do the vinyl like this. You got to do, it, it just becomes like a total, um, you know, a juxtaposition of what the art should be in the first place. Yeah. It's, it's this productized, yeah. commercialized kind of watered down, you know, let's, let's make as many as we can. Like, I think, we're back in the time where people want special. And I do think yeah. people want special now. Yeah. And I think like like less is more. Like I think people would rather own something that there's only 500 of in existence yeah. versus as many as we can just reprint them, reprint them, reprint them. And I think there, there's, you, I think you guys naturally think that way. And I think like one thing that stands out to me about this record is the art, right? So you had Wes Lang come do the art. Now, what I will say, knowing what I know about Wes, He's not doing anything he doesn't want to do. That's just how he lives. I Even know. if you're his best friend. I know. You're, he's not doing any, like, that. he just can't, it, he, it doesn't live in him to do something that he doesn't feel. And so that's interesting because, like, the only other band I think he's fucked with was the Grateful Dead. No. So it, it's kind of cool. To me, it's just fucking cool as shit that I, when you said, I'm going to have Wes do the art, in my mind, I thought, yeah, right. Good luck. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's going to happen no. and not a, like Wes is the best guy ever. It's just, he's a, he's a creature of instinct yeah. and, and, um, he's it's all feeling Yeah, like he paints when he paints Yes, and if there's nothing there, he's not like, he's just that guy. He lives that like in the moment. Um, it's why people love his art. He's one of the greatest artists in my opinion of all time. Mm -hmm. I just think he's one of a kind. Um, special he's he's to me he's like the rock and roll country basquiat yeah he's like, just he's that guy he's just it's a timeless culture that he's created yeah it's just timeless and and you were totally right because i thought i would be able to convince wes and he said no multiple times right and then but he nailed it and then when i gave up i didn't talk to him about it for a year yeah just hung out yeah, whatever yeah. and then one yeah. day he hits me up and i'd been sending him demos of the record and one day he hits me up and he's like, got like five things and he sends a picture and he's like, did this for the album. And I'm like, what? Sick. I'm like, what? Sick. And then he keeps sending them. Then there's like seven, 10, 15, 
20. He knocked them all out in like two, three days. Yeah, he's, he's just pro- going because he's, he went he's and, prolific. He got in it, right? Yeah. Like he was in it. And then he's like, so I did this for the record if you want it for the record. I'm like, and so, the, and that's West though. Like yeah. it's, he gets his idea mm-hmm. and he'll hand it to you. And then like, that's his idea. Yep. And he knows exactly, like he has his vision the same way you do. Yeah. Can you change the uh, skull around? No, <laughs> no, no, I can't. But Add a little color here. That's no. why I, yeah. that's why I'm a fan. Me too. Like I just yeah. love how, how, how calm he is and yeah. what he thinks. Yeah. And then he's good if you're like if no one else agrees. Yep. He's good. And that's how I feel like you guys are kindred spirits. Yeah. Because as long as I've known you, uh I think you're calm in your vision and your choices. And it is not it's not ego. It's something else. It's art. It's like, nope, this is it. Here you go. I hope you like it. Yeah. Uh yeah, and it, it's weird. And and so the West of it all West really makes sense to me. West was great. And, you know, he came in one day because we're like, we're going to do this. Band was so excited. And so management's like, hey, let's let's meet up with Wes and like get this deal done, you know? And, and he's just the deal done. Yeah. He's just great because he comes in, you know, and he's just like, yeah, I don't really care if you take it or not, but this is my price. And they're like, okay, well, everybody's like, no, I'm not, I'm not negotiating. That's the. Yeah, it's that's like, just it. It's like, can we just like, like, do we have to have this meeting? Like, that, yeah. that, it's either the that's meeting, it. That's the deal. And so it was great. But, you know, when I first, and I met Wes through you guys, but um, when I first met Wes, one of the first things he said is like, yeah, I did this thing for the Grateful Dead and and here it is. It's awesome. And he's like, yeah, but I'm never going to work for a band again or, or yeah. a record label, especially Warner Brothers or something. Yeah. He's like, because they screwed me <laughs> yeah. over. And I'm like... Oh, cool. <laughs> like, we just happened to be on a Warner. Cool. Yeah. This today is not a good day to ask, I guess. No. So, but I did come around to asking him later. Like, it was like a year or two later. I'm like, hey, dude, do you think you're doing it? He's like, yeah, no. But he never, but the, that, that's the thing is it, it, he's a sweet soul and it, he would never be offended if you asked. Yeah. It's just, he's he's just so true to his yes. own way of living. And like, that's the, that I admire that when I meet people that live that way. Yeah. And I try to. I try to find my own version of that because I think that it's important in life. And and by the way, anyone listening, if you look up West Lang, you'll understand, you know, I, I feel like everyone who sees his artwork loves it. Uh, but I I do think it's important for all of us in our own lives to know who we are. Yes. And, and to know- And know what your worth is. What, what, our, what our worth is yeah. and what our taste is, what, what our- you know, what I would do, what I wouldn't do isn't the same as what you would or wouldn't do, but it's right for me and what's right for you. And to actually have the space for all of us to be these autonomous people that you can do some things that I may not do. And I may not even fully agree like with it for me. Like I I just like, but for there to be space for everyone to be different, yeah. is I think something that we've lost a little bit in like culture these days, it feels like it's really divided on like one or two sides yep. or three, maybe, I don't know. And it feels like not r- true to me. It just feels not like the reality of life is it's really complex yes. and people are complex. Yeah. And we probably, if we really under a microscope examined each other's every thought and belief in this, like we wouldn't fully agree with every like that's just not reality, yeah. and there's got to be a space where we where everyone's allowed to make decisions that are right for them 
in the moment. Um, and, and later on, maybe they wish they hadn't or whatever, but there's gotta be room for like the imperfection of the reality of life. And I feel like, um, watching you guys move through the world, watching West move through the world. I see people that make decisions that they feel are right. And there isn't a lot of ton of explaining. It just feels very calm and confident. And I look at people like that. And I think I am always trying to get a little bit more of that in my own life and encourage people to you know, find their own way and make their own decisions. Yeah. And you do kind of get momentum in that. I think like Wes is a great example of someone who yes. just does what he wants. And I think you guys are too. And I think that's why you guys vibe um, is I also think getting a no from him didn't offend you. I think it was like, oh, okay, well, it's, well, I want it. I can see it. I think I'm going to keep trying. Yeah. And I, I respected it more. Yeah. You know, it's like, I just, and um, I think there's a lot of evolutionary residue with human beings where we want to be a part of the tribe. Right. right. And a lot of times um, we get caught up in this sort of, if you stick out too much, there's going to be a lot of eyes on you and a lot of like judgment and a lot of things. And you feel like you're out of the tribe and you see it a lot with politics, right? Where you see, you know, what somebody's like the head of like very vocal in a party and then the party goes too far one way or the other. And then they can either go with it and not ruffle any feathers or they can say, no, that's not right. And now you're living in the middle where everyone's watching you and no one likes you. Right. Right. And you see that with music and you see that with, with art, with everything. Like, and then there's those people that kind of just, march at the, their own beat. And that's awesome. And I respect those people immensely, but it's hard because, and I don't blame people, you know, it's like a, like, do you need more stress in your life? Because everyone's like ready to shoot you down for having a, an independent thought or an independent opinion. Yeah. Or just not going with theirs, yeah, just going just, like, I don't know about that. I don't yeah, know if that's the truth. Totally. Totally. You know? And like, and so you see it all the time and people, I think that that causes a lot of anxiety in society. And I think, you know, it's, it's sad to see, um, but that's, but that's, if you look back 3000 years and early, you know, human history or late really, but early from what we know is human history, we've needed tribes to survive. We've needed tribes to do all these different things. Only and way to survive. Only way to survive. And, and, and now that we're a, a more technologically advanced society and technology is moving faster than our brains can catch up with, we've got all this ape brain that still fights us. And a lot of it is the social anxiety to um, you know, think on our own, question things, go a certain route and know that you might be going it alone. Right. And that's scary to people, Yeah, but it's okay. It's good for art. It's good for all sorts of things. It's good to, to be free and think and, and be interested in things and try to get all the information and do what you feel is best. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's kind of a broader, you know, idea on just living. But um, I, I think about it a lot because at the end of the day, this life goes by like that. Yeah. And what we put out as Avenged Sevenfold will be forgotten in 500, 400 years max, minimum, max. That's, that's It'll be gone. I never thought about that. But that's and it, very, and, and it, very bleak, but And so, but, but it doesn't, but the point true. is it doesn't really matter. So while you're here, what's going to bring you the most happiness? Right. And for me, I want to express myself to the fullest while I'm here and I'm here to enjoy putting that out and, and feeling like I got it off my chest, contributing to the conversation of human nature. Right. That's all art is. It's just contributing to the conversation. 
Like I'm going to add this here and maybe I'll do this here. Maybe we'll take this here. But as long as it's there, it exists now. And now it's going to inspire someone to do something else and something even cooler and invent something or think about something in a different way. And that's how we as humans stand on the shoulders of each other as yeah. time goes on. Yeah. So I think art has a huge impact, but not if you're going to suppress it and try and to try fit to in with the hurt right it. now. Yeah. yeah like, oh, I don't, want, I don't want to stick out too much and get that guy to yell at me. Who's that guy? Yeah. No one's going to remember him either. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's meant to yeah. be a wild, living, breathing thing. It's a discussion. You can't control. It's a discussion. Right. Art is a discussion. Like, Wes influenced me. We're influencing Wes. We're going to influence a kid that's going to pick up maybe a keyboard or a guitar or some or new a instrument. Paintbrush. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's new art that's inspiring me. Like, there's records right now that I've been hearing lately that I'm, like, blown my mind. And I'm like, oh, like... I want to get back in the studio. Right. I'm hearing stuff that I'd never heard before. What's your latest favorite? 100 Gex. Oh, yeah. They're great. I put that record on and I was like, this is like my brain on fireworks. Yeah. And But it's done so well. Yeah. Like as somebody who puts music together, I'm like, these people are, this is not, this is not what's on the surface. This yeah. is very well done. Yeah. And so like things like that, I hear stuff like that. And I'm like, like I felt the same way when I heard Yeezus. I felt the same way when I heard Pinkerton. Right. Like records that were like, I didn't know what to- Out like, of left field. I didn't know what was going yeah. on and I had to figure it out. And so it made me want to, you know, get in there. And so that's, but so when I, when you think about like art being a part of the human discussion or a part of our evolution. Um, it's super important in our evolution. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, I mean, a lot of art helps kind of dictate some of these ideas we try in science and some of these and science, it all plays together. It's and part it of the keeps, human story. It keeps the history too. Mm -hmm. It's a telling the story of the time. And it's yeah. like cave paintings when you think about it, like yeah. songs that, you know, people will look back at eras and listen to the music of the era yeah. and it'll dictate, it, they'll be able to understand the fashion more, the way people talked, yeah. the way people interacted with each other, what issues were important. Yeah. You can see that all in the art. Yeah, and that's interesting. It's like the time capsule. It is a time thing. capsule. And, and listen, when we think of, we've got like, we've got pianists and composers from a certain era that are just on the edge now of like, like they're obviously very important to modern music, but before that, not much before that, not much. And it just kind of, I assume it's going to keep, you know, sort of funneling through, but these are all important stepping stones and it's, that's what's so great about art. So I just think that to get back to the, the, the point of this is that it's important to be yourself. You have one shot at this. Yep. You have one shot and it's okay to fail every time. As long as you're doing something and you feel good about it, it's okay. Like it's, no one is comfortable enough in their own skin where they can judge you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like. That's the lie. No one is. Uh, it's like. That's the lie we see on social media and that anyone has cracked the code and they yeah. figured it out. Like we're all a little bit of a mess in some way. Yeah. Like we all have a weak spot. Yes. We all have an area we just can't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like we're human beings. And so I think people look to artists because we present well in one way or another. Like that's the thing that's interesting to me is like when I, when I look at my friends who most of them are artists and they're just cool as shit in some way. Like you're in a cool ass big rock band. So you look cool to mo to that, like to me and to like most people, they're like, that must be fucking cool yeah. to be in a rock band. You're big ass stages, big ass crowds, making records. It just kind of seems badass and, 
that's the face value of what you do, right? But there's so much more. There's a depth. You're a father. You're a husband. You're a you're a uh, you're you're a guy who cares about technology. Who cares about the the you know all the things you're interested in are 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 pretty complex, cool, interesting shit. And I think that's what's interesting is like you could write any of us off artists as well, just the face value of what we are, but you're missing the whole point. Yeah. It's like the music is just one aspect of of who we really are. We're creative people. The other, but the other side of that is, I think people who are maybe haven't learned, you know, those are muscles we learn. You know, we we to express ourselves, to 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 have the confidence to dress how we want and be how we want is kind of a of, of a muscle and it takes practice. And I think there are people who have maybe never broken out of their shell. And maybe never express themselves through art or through how they dress or through anything. Because I think expression is, uh, I think we take it for granted sometimes. So I think that people will look to someone that they see like you on social media and they go, oh, they're, 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 they've got it all figured out. What I always say is like, I've got a bunch of shit figured out because I've been doing it a long time. So I've just gotten good at, I've built momentum at that. But I got a bunch of other shit I have not figured out. And I go to therapy every week and I'm, now I'm a worker, so I like to work on shit. So I go in every week and I'm like, I wanna figure this out. I always encourage people to work on themselves. And I think it's now a lot more like normal for everyone to do it. I think 20 years ago, it wasn't as, you know, it was kind of weirdly not as normal. The human, you know, potential wasn't as, you know, we weren't as aware of our potential to grow, um, or maybe we were, but it was, wasn't as accepted. But I think that people look at you or me or whoever, and they go, "Oh, you you got to figure it out." I'm like, "Nah, like we all have some dirty laundry, some mess that we got to. There's some aspect of us that we got to keep chipping away at, and it'll never not be there. I don't think there'll ever be a a moment in my life where I'm not working on something that I'm I have a weakness in." No, there won't be. I'm just super conscious that I want to yep. get stronger at it, um, and I ha- but I have my areas, and I think that's the that's the lie we get told on social media is um, we see the, the filtered, you know, version of everyone. Yep. And there's no way I'm putting anything that on there that doesn't look good. And another lie is that you know, we all start with the same cards and we don't, Mm. you know, there's genetics, there's deep past, there's things that there's a bigger discussion about free will. And there's a big discussion about the things you feel. If you have a urge to do something that's considered wrong, you need to be able to forgive yourself and to work on those things and do it in a way that you realize that the cards you were dealt, not the cards I was dealt, not the, the cards that the guy down the street was dealt. There are addiction problems. There are mental illnesses. There are so many things. Social, economic, uh, all kinds of All kinds of things. Cards. And people, and but social media will make it look like, eh, you didn't, you know. You're you, just bad. You're just bad. And and there's no, in my opinion, there's no bad, right? There's there's circumstances and there's putting yourself in other people's shoes and and trying to have empathy for people and the way they act and the reason they knee-jerk react to things, the way they do certain things. And those are deeper conversations. But I think that what I take out of it is 
That's interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah, but what I what I take out of it when I when I think about these things, I I think, you know, people, if you don't have the ambition to get up and go do something, you need to forgive yourself first and right. realize you are what you are, and then find the thing if you can observe the thing that does interest you. It might not be something that's flashy, right? Or that anyone's going to care about, or it might just be, it could be anything, right? You got to find the thing that makes you happy. Like there was a, I mean, this is such a bad example, but I mean, I love a bad example. Twenty years ago, like playing video games, you were a loser, right? And then you were. kids, it then kids like took it on, and now they're millionaires, and yeah. they started YouTube channels, and technology is caught up. Isn't with that funny how that worked? Like it was like you were a nerd or a loser, yeah. you know, like you must just smoke weed and play video games. Yeah, but now it's a job. Yes. Like I looked at a school with my kid the other yeah. day. They have a fucking class. Yeah, because savvy people said, "Well, I'm gonna go all in on this because I'm good at this." Yep. And I'm or I'm a personality and I'm funny or I, I know what good content is. And so as technology kind of opens up the doors of new jobs and new things to do, I would just say, forgive yourself for not being interested. Yeah, stop in things. criticizing. Yeah, yourself. don't criticize yourself. You have to. You have to be. Gratitude's important that you're even here. And then second, kind of observing what it is or, or picking what it is that you really love and then just seeing if you can just go in on it. And you might not succeed at it, but at least you're going down a path of something that if you do a life become worth, successful. Yeah, a life you like living in. Yes. I, 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 I totally agree with you. I think that most people don't feel like they have the freedom or the power to build out a life that they like living in. Yeah. They almost kind of accept. And I do think that it goes to the system that we set up, I think, in the in the beginning of our country, in the kind of industrial area mm -hmm. age where they needed to build a workforce. Yep. So schools were really kind of set up, it feels like, to build a workforce. So yep. we're learning the things we need to learn to work in the group. And, and like, I think at the time in where we were in the world, I think that was a you know, maybe I'm way off, but, uh, but I, it feels like school is teaching us all to get to the answer the same way. And who answers the quickest yeah. is the star. And so it's a speed of learning and versus how we learn and what we're good at. And so anyways, that's a, probably a whole other show. Um, but I think somewhere in there, most of us get feel powerless, we feel helpless, and we feel like we don't have a choice. And I think that we, we, what people need to come to understand about themselves is every individual has their own potential and their own power. And the discovery process, what you're talking about, finding something you enjoy is likely connected to your talent. We're an instinctive creature. A ton hasn't changed about our brain in the last, in the however many hundreds of years. We're still kind of hunter gatherers in, at, the, at the core of our DNA. The brain's the same. And so you're likely in one of those groups. So you may be a super mechanical person who enjoys uh, the, uh, the processes, mm -hmm. or you may be an, a, a wild artist who, who can't focus on any one thing and you're a hunter. And you need things to move fast that you want to chase. So I think that like, ultimately, like we kind of live in a, a critical society. Like you said, uh, we, we get criticized 
from the the, the sources of, of information, the people that are leading us in our youth to get to the answers fast, stay in line, and perform well on the test. That's the same for everyone. Um, and so the critical kind of like uh, feedback we're always getting at like a certain age kind of boxes us into this like, I don't know what to do with my life. Uh, I guess I should just do what they're doing. And I think what you're saying is like, not a lot of people say it. And I think it's super important. It's like, Finding what you enjoy, like what you purely enjoy doing, will I, I think it will actually lead, if you let it and you d- double down on it, will lead you to a lifestyle where you're doing things you really enjoy. And you'll actually, if you put that first, you'll find, you'll find a job out of it. There's a way it becomes, because that's, you know, as humans, we tend to want to be um, productive. Yeah. So we'll find we a do. way to yeah, be productive. We do. We want to be productive. And you know, this isn't saying that you don't need to make a living for yourself and there's there's cost of living, there's all these things because, but the thing is we've we've put up a system that's actually pretty toxic yep. for what we consider success. I know a lot of very rich people and I know a lot of people that have no money and it's kind of equal or maybe the people that are at the top, even though they don't see themselves at the top, there's always the next. Yeah, yeah. There's always the next level. A lot of them are miserable. It's on the phone all day, dealing with things all day. Like they can't, they have no time. Some people, I'm not saying all of them. Yeah. Some people have been able to live with it, right? Where they're like, just turning this thing off for the day. I'm going to hang out with my family. going to go do this, take them to the pool. Like whatever it is that you find um, purposeful in life, right? Because right. at the end of the day, we have to create our own purpose. There's no, no one came down and said, here's your purpose. Yeah. Like you have to find your own purpose in life if you choose to. Um, there's a lot of philosophers that say inherently there is no purpose and that's depressing to some people. But then there's also people that go like, yeah, there's no purpose. But if you, if you find something you enjoy and you find joy in that, that's your purpose, go towards it. Right. But it's saying that there are people that have done the thing they want to do in life that haven't gone up that proverbial mountain. Right. And haven't worked their fingers to the bone and aren't miserable. And they're actually super Super happy. happy. Super happy. Because I don't actually think it's money. It's not, but I think society it's a mindset. makes you think it is. Yeah. Right? It's like you get sold the dream that it's sold money. Sold the dream that if I had right. a couple million bucks, like I'd buy Everything that house. Be it's better, like, well, yeah. hey, all your bills go up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like, you take care of the house. Everything stuff. is like within its own means. Yeah. Like, and so like you have to stop at some point and go, okay, well, where am I? What do I really want? Yeah. Where am I? Yeah. I'm here. Like, where do I see myself? I'm here. And then- what do I need to do to foster something healthy out of that? Yeah. Because even if you're here, you still have to stop yourself and go, okay, now I'm here. And so, and, and these are all things that have been taught for so many years through Buddhism or whatever it is, right? To be mindful, to be present, and to be able to assess, assess the situation, forgive yourself, move on, and just be able to um, really be in the moment. That's what there's, there's the saying stop and smell the roses. Isn't it's it didn't just come out of nowhere. Right. Like I find myself finding so much more joy in the mundane lately. Yeah. Like, Oh, the kids want to watch a movie in the middle of the day. Let's do it. Let's just chill and watch a movie. Like turn That's everything great. off or like go to the park. They want to go to a picnic. Dude, the thought of a picnic for me used to be like, no freaking way I'm going to sit there for yeah, an hour. Go sit outside. But now I'm like just sitting at a picnic, like watching them like eat their sandwiches. Do you guys and sit stuff. on a blanket or at a picnic table? Get a blanket. Okay. And so, but like those sorts <laughs> well, of things, nice. like to me, like 
Do you have like a camping blanket that's like a material that won't get Val's dirty? Val's got all sorts yeah, of stuff. Okay, yeah, got yeah. It. It's, she's, got, she's got it all yeah. set up and make some sandwiches. But Val's like, got a handle. Like, this, like the little things of just like watching them be kids yeah. gives me so much joy where I can see another version of me just totally not being involved in that. Not being plugged in. Not being plugged in. Like, totally. Or just of, like annoyed that I'm there. Like what, what could do I be you doing? Think, what do you think? It, it, what, what do you think it was that plugged you in what what was what what was it that you realized this because i didn't know this when i was younger the 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 idea of that like the bigger house is not going to make me happy now there is actually like research on this that there's a threshold for how much money will actually make us happy and there is a number and i don't think it's a, a high yeah. number yeah yeah i think it's somewhere like they said something like between like seventy five thousand. I thought you were gonna say, if you have a billion dollars, no, you're no, happy. <laughs> no. Oh, but listen, I think we. Yeah. we I, I, but no, I think it. I think there is actually like a bar yeah. that when you hit it, you think that no amount of money would ever be enough. Yeah. But actually, I think there's. I, I gotta look it up. There's a study where they they it's somewhere between like a hundred between like seventy five thousand and like a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year income. Over that. That the happiness level doesn't go up anymore. Yeah, yeah. There's like some certain level that's not that. as yeah. high as 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 you would think. Yeah. You would think it's a million dollars or this or that, yeah, yeah. whatever. But it's so the money thing is actually dispelled when, like, you're right. Like, you think you want the bigger house, but you don't. You don't want to. You don't want. I always tell people like, think about what you really want. Yes. Forget about size. Yeah. Because it size is nothing to do with like for, get a house or get a place that you just wait until you walk into a place that you can afford that you love. Take the time. Yeah. And some people would say, well, that's not realistic. I get it, but also I when I think about like, oh, I, I was in the band, I was working three jobs while I was trying to make it. And I did it happily because it was it was fueling my life that I could do this band. And I know that if I could do it, I'm not a genius. That's the thing is I, I'm not, I'm not, I, I didn't have, I didn't have a, a leg up on anyone. If anything, like we had no support anywhere. We had to fund our life and make the band happen. And it was, I remember that time it was really hard, but we loved it because we had a dream. Yeah. And I think the dream is what made us happy. Uh, and I think that I think about that now when I, when, when people kind of, um, argue the kind of, uh, opposite, when they say that's not true, you, you're just kind of out of touch with, with what it really means. And I'm like, no, I, I still remember what it was like working three jobs and trying to find a place to record and trying to make it with my band. And I was dead set on making it. Um, I also think people need to find their dream. That's, that's it. That's the, the dream is what made me happy. And a lot of times, like, think about if you're like taking care of your elderly parents and you have all these things. Like, so sometimes life gets in the way of people and we just have to be really like, that's a hard thing, right? Like imagine you're our age, right? And imagine like you have to be home to do certain things, to take care of your family or do people are all dealt these different cards. And I, right. I don't, we'll never be able to put ourselves in everyone's shoes. You can only, we can only speak on what we know That's good from our ourselves and then just be empathetic towards other people's situations and try to... Because the cards are different. The cards are different. Right. Like, I don't know what I would have done if I had, if my mom had cancer or something and I, right. during the time that Avenge was starting. I was lucky in the fact that 
didn't have that. We didn't have that. Right. And we had a dream and we put all our eggs in one basket. Now that basket could have fallen over and it wouldn't have made it. And that probably happens 99% of the time. It's interesting. So how I do you pick yourself up that. and go somewhere else? Right. And so there's so many different situations. I just feel like all we can do is try to further the human conversation where you can. And that's, that's why I have so much respect for people that the person that is taking care of their mom, right. Right. That can't go chase their dream or the person that can't get out of that situation. Just so much respect for those people because they're doing what they have to do to survive. And that's. And and to take care of someone else. Take care of someone else. Like, but at the end of the day, you know, like there's other people that would just leave. Yeah. And that, and they might go chase their own dream. And does that, then they're going to have a lot of regret when they get older. Right. Right. And that's why there's no easy answer. Right? It's that, so tough. That's the truth of life. Is like it's no what easy I was, answer. Yeah, it's tough. It's complex. it's complex, and it's just a complex. It it's different for everyone. And everyone that's why empathy is so key. Key as humans, like. And you were saying, like, what brought you to this? Well, to me, it was read a lot of books, started meditating years ago, and I hate this truth, but psychedelics. Yeah, mushrooms. DMT, mushrooms. Okay. Yep. That's great. I think they're going to change the world. I do too. But a lot of times they'll take, people will take that little part and go, yeah, they'll, they'll make that drugs. the headline. Mass yeah. promoting drugs. Of course. That's the, that's the, yeah. that, that's the funny thing about the culture is like people will, will extract something like that and make it the headline, but that's not the headline. I think the, um, that's, that's interesting because, um, I didn't know that, but I'm I, I'm in the same. I feel the same way. I feel like they've been a huge help in like all kinds of things for me. Healing, yep. Uh, past, you know, I actually do feel like it. It, it does something uh, to your brain uh, that's really feels helpful. Yep. Um, and I can't. You know, I, I'm not a big, I, I've never done drugs, you know, yep. so I've never been a drug I'm guy. Not a drug guy either. Um, it feels different. It's and I'm different not thing. a weed guy. Me neither. I don't smoke weed. Me neither. I, I like to be in my body. And I think it's, it's a super mindful experience yes. when you do, when, you know, all of those different shades of that. Um, so I think it definitely has something to do with it. That's cool. Yeah. What book would you say, is there a book or two that you feel like really, opened your mind to something or changed your mindset or, or sh- shed light on a, on an idea that you didn't really grasp before? Well, I really wanted to have um, like a foundation scientifically because that's yeah. where my brain instantly goes. So there's a Brian Greene book called Until the End of Time that kind of explains what we know from the Big Bang all the way till wow. this sort of where we're at and where we're going. Cool. Right. And it kind of plays into the philosophy of like a Albert Camus, like the stranger sort of like mm-hmm. there is no purpose to life. But once you realize that, then you've opened up, you've unlocked all the doors because now you can do whatever you want. And I, and I don't believe, I don't believe morals are given to us by a higher being. I believe people are inherently good. Um, and I don't need someone to tell me what's right and wrong. I can feel it. And I, just by how I would want to be treated. Right. You feel like um, it's it's nature. Yeah. So I, so I. So you're not very religious. I'm not religious at all. Okay. But I find beauty in no purpose. 
Right. And okay. I'm, and and I've found a lot of positivity in there being no purpose because I feel like that's the ultimate freedom. Right. I don't want to be told what needs to happen. I I want to have my own path and be able to. And for me, it's it's all the simple things we all come back to. Right. And it's all the things that religion would teach you. Yeah. It's love. It's my family. It's empathy. It's trying to further the the human conversation. But if you were, but the difference here is if you said, Matt, does any of it matter? I would say no. I would say at the very end, the only reason it matters is because while you're here, I don't like to see suffering. Is that how you really feel? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I believe that if you look in a, even a 5 billion year time frame when earth gets wiped out, I believe nothing will ever know we are here and it doesn't matter. Wow. That's, and, and that's... I have no problem with that at all. I, I have a very different brain, even though I think I'm pretty spiritual, borderline religious. I don't think mm-hmm. I'm religious, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm definitely a God person. Um, but I don't have an opinion on anyone else's philosophy. Yeah. Like I'm a very much like, I actually love to know how other people are wired. Yeah. And I always wonder why I feel the way I feel. Cause it is just how I feel. So it's interesting. Cause I don't think, I don't even know if it's by choice. Right. I, I think we do make choices, but how I feel is how I feel. That's, that's the free will talk. You know what I mean? That's the uncomfortable free will talk. Um, yeah. And so I, it's so interesting to me. I did not know. Uh, I always knew you were a science guy. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a really interesting philosophy. That sounds really nice in a lot of ways to me. It's nice, but nice scary to, to people, right? And so like, I think I look at it like this. I look at deep history and there's no sign of, I mean, you could always you could always go back, back, back. And the thing that God has going for it is you can always go, well, what created that? And you could right. always go further back, right? Right, right, right. These are things that like, these are just like conversations that go in circles, right? Yeah. But let's just say, Great. let's say we have a big bang. I love it. <laughs> and it came out of natural. But my ins- philosophy be, yeah. would, would be that God created the big bang. 100%. Right. In, and there's no my, way to prove either way. In right. my God 100%. brain, I'm like, okay, 100%. God did the bang and, so my and qu- created evolution. Yeah. So my, and my question would be, at what point did God start taking notice or care, right? Was it 2,000 right. years ago? Was, <laughs> right. it, was right. he's like, those guys are kind of apes, but they're kind of looking like this new thing that I'm into. Let's start. I'm going to send Jesus out in a couple thousand years. And, yeah. and so there's a bunch of totally. funny things to me, right? And like, and I understand that people that believe in God, now they've become more savvy. So it's, they go, well, I'm not talking about the guy in the sky. I'm talking about a feeling or like a A, 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 a consciousness a of consciousness, collected... Yeah. A collective consciousness. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, I, I there's no, like, those are all things that I, like, listen, when you, when you want to know what you feel is the truth and you read as much as you can on it, there's a, a, a shock to the system, which makes me think it's very much evolutionary in how it's based in a human. Because there's very few things that will make your body chill to the bone. Right. The day that I realized that God was not a feasible option for me. Right. My whole body just shook in fear. Wow. Right. And I know that that is usually the spot where most people go, okay, I'm going back. Right. I'm going right? to run back to it. I'm going to run back and, to it. And, and so repent. I just, I was calm and yeah. I just continued to read and see if I could find things on either side. And it just kept leading me towards. But that's what makes you, you. Yes. And you're like a, you're like a scientist. And it's one of the things I've always liked about you. I'm different. I'm like bliss. Yeah. I just think God is so big that I'll never understand any of it. And I like 
not understanding any of it. I, I believe in science. I believe in, in the, the laws of the universe yeah. and of science. And I believe that like, that what you're saying is true in some way it's true. Yeah. And that God is even bigger. That's my, so, yeah. but I think part of me is comforted by the, the size in my mind of how big God is yeah. that I don't have to have the answer. Yeah. And it, it, I think there's something about that, that like calms my mind from maybe going down the rabbit holes that you're, that you're, that you, you go down and enjoy. Yeah. I don't know if I could handle I the like depths of. <laughs> well, I would. Let me ask you a question. So I have two things. Yeah. If you found out that consciousness was not special, if we were able to turn on consciousness through AI, or if we were able to figure out the actual molecular sort of thing that happens that turns something on, yeah, would at that point you'd go okay? Because the the belief in God and the comfort in God almost feels like I'm going to carry on in some way, or there's a me, and a lot of the philosophy that. I, that I believe in is that there is no you. That's what nobody's about, right? Like there's no you. You are one with the whole universe. Now, right. God might have his hands around the whole universe, but at that point you're in an ocean. Right, you, but you, I feel like a me. You feel like a me, of course you do. Yeah. That, but that's- I just like to be me. So so when I did 5-MEO DMT, the point of it is to wipe away you. Right, it's ego I don't death, want to do that. Right? No, it's very, yeah. it's very scary. Yeah. But one thing that it led me to was, I have this friend, Jeremiah, who's, Became very religious as of late. And okay. we get, you know, whiskey and just argue with each other. Right, right. You know, back and forth. Yeah. And it was always like. I'm not an arguer, though. No, like, no, I get I, it. Because I believe that, like, everyone's having their own experience. Of course, yeah. And I just don't know if I know. I, I am not God. Yeah. And so I just don't think I have the answer for someone else's experience. Like, they're living the life that they were meant to live. And, like, so I'm not a. I, re, I hate argument people that argue about religion. Cause yeah. I just don't think like it, I can't stand it. I don't know why I just yeah. it, it, like, no, I get it. I love that. I love someone feeling like they can tell me what they believe and mm. not feel like they're getting ever judged. Cause I I'm just, yeah. it's just not who I, we don't know. Right. It doesn't live in me. So when I did this five MEO and it was the most, it's called the God particle. Right. right? And like neat, you, it's a good name. You lose yourself. You're not, yeah. you don't exist yeah. when you're on this. And it's a very, it's like, it's not correct for English words or any words. You actually come back and you can't even talk. But the next day wow. I saw Jeremiah. Yeah. Right. And, and. You were like, God doesn't exist. No, no, no. <laughs> I gave him a hug and I said, you're, you were right all along. He exists. And I gave him a hug and because I realized at that moment, it didn't matter. Right. Regardless. Maybe we actually do, we're, maybe our philosophies are closer than I, I think. I think they both come around to the same sort of result at the end. And I, I, I just said like, what he believes in and what I experienced was the same thing. Right. Like he, he puts a name on it and I was just one with the universe and with every human that ever existed. And that was like, it felt like, and when you listen to nobody, the first lyric is, I'm a God, I'm awake, yeah. I'm the one in everything. And it's because I'm taking those words and saying, I'm changing them what you think they mean. Right. Like, I don't think I'm up there making decisions. No, yeah. I just felt like I was, and there's an old Buddhist saying, you know, enlightenment is when the, the wave realizes it's the ocean, right? Yeah. It's when you realize you're just one with everything and you're just ebbing and flowing. And so when I realized that, I realized Jeremiah was right all along. What he believes in and what guides him in life... It, the, the, what he calls God is just a technicality. 
Right. It was all the same thing. And so it was actually an interesting way to come back around to everything because I'm not like someone that's just going to like, I just, I have my beliefs in, in science and I believe these different things and I just don't like things getting excused because of God or right. rules getting made because God would want this. Or and like God like. as a, like, like a, I do feel like, which is a problem I have with, with, with what I would say are like faux religious people yes. who say they're religious, but then attack other people yeah. and are hateful and mean. And, and uh, like that hurts me to my core because I really do feel like the, the idea that God is love is like a real thing to me. So when people like kind of go, oh, I'll just pray about it instead of like- oh, it drives me nuts. Instead yeah. of doing something, like yeah. we were given capability. Yes. For a reason. Like I feel anyways. No, like, yeah. I, I feel like we were given potential. We were given capability. The 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 anti-God idea is to not grow. Yep. The anti the, to me, like if you want to be closer to God, grow. Yeah. Work. Yes. Be your best self. Don't accept, you know, like to me, it's not about the failure. Like you said, I don't want to like someone to sit there and, and shame themselves for the rest of their life. Get up, grow, yes. improve, evolve. Yes. And that to me is like the idea. I was just talking about this today. The to me, evolution is we will be fully evolved when we stop killing each other. Yep. When there's no killing. Yep. That's the fully evolved human. Totally. The humans that don't kill one another. Yep. That's when we're fully evolved. That's what I think. Yep. And I think that our evolution is we is to get to a place where we no longer kill each other. And that's it's as simple as that. That's growth. Yep. Is empathy. Yep. When we get to a place where we can actually look across at another person and feel their pain, feel their suffering, and not want and not hurt one another, is like that's evolution. You know, I had somebody recently that wrote me a long thing upset about nobody, about the lyrical content. That I was leading people. Defensive. Yeah, like it was leading people towards this like pagan sort of. I found the record to be super like spiritual sounding to me. When I heard it, I was I got a yeah. totally different impression. Well, well, the thing is, if you think it's pagan or anything religion, then you're gone so far the other way. Right. It's really a neutral. Right. It's like this is the situation we're in. Yeah. And the situation is not science. super great. Here's the or, facts. And and so when but if you come from the viewpoint that we were placed on Earth and there's a little bit of special dust on us yeah. because of consciousness, then you're going to have a different worldview than me, who believes we were created from the Earth because of the conditions of the Earth through evolution, right? I believe that when life started in the ocean and it came to this point and we're here right now, we can call that a miracle. We can call it whatever we want. It's a fucking shot in the dark. Right. But there's a difference between thinking we were placed here and there's someone watching us and there's a purpose right. or ending up here and saying, well, here's how we got here. It's happenstance. There is no purpose. So what am I going to do to feel good or, or what path am I going to cut out for myself? What am I going to make my purpose? What am I going to make my purpose? And to one side, that looks extremely dire and mm -hmm. sad. And I will admit that there can be a toggle of sadness. It's like the yin and yang, right? It's like there's there's a toggle. But to me, I find more truth than that because I find no evidence of us. In fact, I see bones in the <laughs> museum that there was evolution and 
I have, I also have friends that think dinosaur bones were placed here, and I'm not joking. Wow. So you have very different. I think it matters where you came from. Yeah. And so that's when I get off the the train of like it's hard to argue that because if we can't agree on where do we where do we break off here, and if you can't agree on that, then we we can't really talk about what all this means. Yeah. But what? Okay. So so what if? We're all just making sense of our experience and trying to find the evidence to back it up. And you're not wrong. You have, you're getting, you know, you, you're, but like the human experience is full of pain and suffering. Yeah. And that's just the fact. Like we're all, I don't care who anyone is out there, what their life is. Like you said, everyone got different cards. The guarantees are we're all going to suffer. At some point, One we're going to lose everyone another. we love. Everyone's going to die. die first. <laughs> and that's just the facts. Yeah. And so I think that our real, this re- this conversation, and we, and we can move on from it. Um, uh, uh, I didn't bring you on here to just no, grill no, you I, on your views of God. I like it. Uh, but um, the, the actual truth of the matter is, is we're all having this human experience. No one escapes it. We all suffer. And we all have pain. And we're all trying to make sense of it. Yeah. And music and art help people do that. And so you brought it back, you know, and it's true. <laughs> yeah. No, it's and, true, it's and, true. And, and then we love <clears throat> to argue about the facts of the evidence we've found, right? Like I, I, I can't give you any evidence. I can only tell you how I feel and how I like to feel. Yeah. I love to walk along and be like, doop de doop de doo. Everything's good. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. And that just makes me feel good about life. And it helps me connect. Yes, do I think that I am achieving things on my own? For sure, I'm achieving things um, uh, in my life uh, with the support of my my community and my family and my friends. I am going forward and I see uh, uh, evidence that I'm growing and I look for that every day. I do think we get what we look for. 100%. If I go out in the world every day and I look for evidence that it's hard and people don't like me and that nothing works out, I will find evidence of that every day. If I go out every day and look for evidence that life is good, it's full of opportunity, that I make friends all the time, that's how I see the world and that's my life every day. I just go out in the world and I'm like, man, this is fucking great. To make decisions in life, you have to have some sort of idea of where your worldview stands. Right. And I feel like it's very hard to move forward if everyone just goes, well, I don't know. Like, we'll could see. be anything. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, th- that's how we get what we have right now on social media, where everyone's a contrarian. Everyone's poking holes on everything, even though it might not even be. No one even knows. Everyone's the, like, expert yeah. on well, everything. Well, now everything is getting questioned, right? It's like everything has to be re-questioned when it's like human history for a long time was built on the shoulders of earlier humans. And at some point... Einstein was proven right. And if he's not, then there'll be more experiments to figure out where he's right. And that's just one example. But I believe in that. So it's really hard. Like, again, like it's like I was saying in, in the last, I'll end it on this. It's hard to have the conversation with the guy that thought someone put us here and sprinkled special dust on us and my worldview, because where we go from there is really hard to navigate if we can't come to some understanding of the fundamentals of what we believe. But yeah, like facts are facts. Science is science. That's the thing is I believe in like yeah. the, 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 the actual process 
and the yeah. the you know the facts of life yeah. are like you could believe in God and believe that there was a system created 100% versus I totally a, buy that. it it you know a system growing out of you know evolving out of yeah. you know the big bang to now like I'm not going to even argue any of that cuz I believe in science so I do think that like that's where it gets messy is when people are like no that's not it because it doesn't say it in the bible and I'm like well I I also yeah. like the bible but I also think it was written at a certain time in a certain language and in, there's a lot of things we could we could scientifically we could dig in and you know that's and there's a, things right socially they were doing that socially would never fly but we let some we push some things out we don't yeah. acknowledge and then some things we keep as, yeah. as like so that is that's the thing it's complex, it's complex. humans are complex but we all have to find a way that works for us but for me the through line is in you know happiness is Doing, you know, living a life you like living in. Yes. That's why I gave Jeremiah a hug and said you were right. Yeah. I was done arguing with him. You're like. And it wasn't about conceding anything. Yeah. It was just about, it's all the same in the end. Yeah. In my opinion. Right? It's all the same. Do you and, guys have a lot of religious fans, you think? Um, or your I mean, fans more the on the evil really. side? On the what? Evil, evil side. side. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of religious fans, and we also play, you know, Muslim countries, and we. Yeah, you do. You play, play all over the world. We play everywhere because we don't. Right. As somebody, religion isn't a big. Well, for me, like as somebody who. I don't dislike religious people. Right. I have you no don't problem have, with them, yeah. so I expect them not to dislike us. Right. But that's not always the case. But that's I don't. We never really get any pushback. I mean, we go play Israel, and we play. Everywhere. Uh, Indonesia and we play yeah. Asia and we play I mean you guys do big ass shows. Where's your favorite place to play though? I love seeing the people in Jakarta. Right. I love seeing the people in um in Brazil. Yeah. I love Mexico City. Mexico City's badass. Um and I love Italy. I love Scandinavia and I love England. So there's like some little hot pockets that I really, really enjoy. I love Montreal. Big fun shows. Big fun shows that just and it's just like you see people are just good everywhere. Yeah. There's just so many excited, great people. And, um, but I like being in some of those third world countries, if, if we call them that anymore, like whatever, right? These places where we, it's hard to get down to, not playing a lot of shows, but you get there and it's like, it's fun to go do that. And I think as a, you know, culturally, we're kind of like subvert, you know, kind of, um, we're given messages about countries that are just not true. And then you go, you play there and you're like, Oh, I could fucking live here. Like the people are great. Like not I that I would want to live anywhere than where I live, but you start to see like people are people everywhere you go. They're all the same. I was prone to be a uh, little bit of a closed off redneck when I was right. First coming up. Too. Then I traveled the world and That's I was it. like, and I was like, Whoa, everybody's, the same. Yeah. And everyone's good. They all want the same thing. And so traveling is what broke me out of that. Yeah. And now my kids are getting raised different than my parents weren't nothing like that. But, but when you, when you, when you live in one place for your whole life and you hear yeah, everything you hear, it's easy to get caught up in that. Yeah. You just, it's, 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 it's natural. Yeah. It's natural to be, um, how old are your kids? 10 and eight. Oh, wow. 
Do they like your music? They love it. That's cool. And they also, but they also listen to, you know, Cash told me the other day that this is his favorite record, this one, which is cool because he really is getting into, he's eight-year-old, he's really getting into singing, keeping his larynx down, like doing all these things because yeah. like, he hears me doing all the time. So I've been teaching him and he's really into stuff, but my other son is really into programming. Right. And so he's on Unreal Engine 5 right now, right. learning how to build tools, but he music's a big part of his life, but it's mostly like hip hop, emo rap, DJs. Right listening to Marshmello and Lil Uzi Vert and like yeah. Eminem. And that's what he's into. Drake, Kanye, he loves that stuff. But Cash is more into the same stuff, but he also likes um, No Effect, System of a Down, um, Pantera, stuff with big riffs. And so he's more, I guess, well-rounded with the music. He's really focused on what the music's doing. Where my son's more like, well, what's going to make my game look cool? And yeah. You know, he's playing football and playing basketball and he's got hip hop playing and he's just in yeah. the culture, you know? Yeah. That's kind of how my son is. Yeah. He's playing. I think it's like important for us to pay attention. Like I love hearing what they're listening to. Yeah. I just love it because I, I get, you know, there's so many things that influence me that they're listening to and I'm like, oh, that's rad. I'm with, I, I'm with it. I always kind of, li- like, when he'll let me, a lot of times he just has his headphones on. And at 13, I think that's just Get what they do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I'm around a lot of like, he, he brings the like crew over. They're all listening to whatever. And I get, I always kind of see what's, what, what's really up, yeah. what kids are listening to. And I like it. I definitely fuck with it for sure. Yeah. Sometimes I think I sound old saying this. I'm just like, I've said this before and it makes me sound really old. I think that a lot of times they're not putting enough thought into, I, I'm a sound old, but like the lyrics yeah. and I'm not saying the content. I don't give a fuck what they sing about. Yeah. I just, it sounds lazy to me Yeah. and I'm an art and I'm an art guy. So yeah. that's why I love Travis Scott. I think his, I think it, Uzi same. I think there the arts a little better. Yep. And so, and you know, my, my kid loves those guys. And then some of the other stuff he plays, I'm like, I can tell it's a new artist. It's, an, it's so I know there's room to grow. Yeah. So I'm not like, turn it off. But like, I do listen to music a little more critically, I think, than like. Totally. They do. And you also have to realize that when we were growing up, like say, like I was listening to every punk band. Right. And there was, everyone wasn't bad religion. Right. Like super sophisticated lyrics fat mike's kind of a gem he just very smart like right, very how, good play on words but there was 50 bands that were coming out of my room that yeah would have been like this music's not as good as the sex pistols or the remote right? it stands up and some, some of it, it does doesn't. yeah and so i'm sure that's what our kids are going through yeah, yeah. they're just playing everything that that's hip it's happening and then some of it's just we're never going to think of it again you could write a book <laughs> yeah you could write a book for real yeah. you could write a like a I've had a lot um, of people. A lot of people have asked if I wanted to. Some kind of like philosophical. I think music is important. It'd have to be in there somehow. Some philosophy would have to be in there, and then something with like being a dad. Because I also think that be like the new era of like parenting. Dads are more involved in the conversation than I think ever. Yeah, I think we're all like super involved. Like. Um, and there, I think there's a little bit, there is a version of it being overdone, but I found all my friends, you included, we're all, we have, I feel like we have a good swing with the fatherhood thing. Like, yeah. I, I do feel like, like none of us are saying like, oh, look at my little geniuses. I'm raising yeah. the perfect kid. 
but like we're yeah. we're doing a pretty good job. Yeah. Like the kids are growing up. They're it, you know, 13. My my kids are 13, 15. So far, so good. Yeah. Right? Didn't break it. Yeah. Uh definitely didn't have like a roadmap. But no roadmaps. I think you just I think we all question if we're any good at it. Yeah. At some point we're like, I don't know if I'm any good at parenting, but And then we look back at our parents and think about how scared they were. Yeah, and then you kind of forgive your parents. I a know, bit. you're like, oh like my dad left when I was young and I, I didn't meet meet up with him until I was like thirty. And yeah. I was kinda of like, yo, I totally Yeah, I totally get, <laughs> get it. <laughs> good move. I totally no, get yeah, yeah, like yeah. the leaving part. No, I no. That how was it? Yeah. Did you enjoy it as yeah, a yeah. much did as you a, have fun? I uh, imagine you did. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> like, like my parents were like twenty when they had me. Yeah. And it's like, what, were, Say, like, yeah. what the hell were they doing? Crazy. Uh, but then you, th- there is a lot of forgiveness. Like you look back and you're like, God damn, how did you do it? You had four fucking kids, working two jobs, no iPhones, so no apps, nothing to like make things get here quicker. No ride shares. Maps, maps from the liquor yeah, store. Yeah, dude. And Warp, Warp Tour. Think about what your parents had to go through to get you to, you know, out of the nest. And I think about it and I'm like, I got it easy. I got apps. I can order fucking dinner and do this and do two. Like I can do, I can take care of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think like, it's crazy. I think it's interesting how like, but the, the modern kind of, uh, situation is is like dads can be more present more involved and also i think like divorce now is not as like taboo so like parents are doing more co-parenting yep and less fighting yeah it was a and big deal back then huh yeah Where your parents are divorced oh man now it's What's like dad's on like? his third wife <laughs> yeah like oh my dad just got divorced and his yeah. his, his ex-girlfriend from you know, it's like, they, yeah. you know, he's on that dating app, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like Dad's on a, Tinder. <laughs> all the parents are on dating apps now. So it, I think, but it's like, I do think we're in a time and an interesting time in the world where like anything goes, yep. but people I think are, they have the opportunity anyways to be like more connected to their kids and less stuff is weird. Like therapy's not weird. Divorce isn't weird. So everyone can kind of get along, you know, so... I don't know. It's weird. I always kind of go, well, I don't know if I'm the best dad, but I try my best and I want my kids to be happy and I want them to be able to just be themselves and build a happy life, whatever that means. So my idea of what they should be doing is likely not going to be their idea. So I try to remind myself. It's really good. It's like a balance of like guiding them, giving them tools. Yeah. So they can do what they want when they're older. But you got to think your your kids are not you. They're a combination of deep lineages of both you and your wife. Right. And there's a bunch of things that kind of... Science. Well, there's, but there's a bunch of things that seep in that maybe you didn't see in your wife that comes from her family or people from your family. And there's this new mixture that's happening and they and they have different personalities and they're just their own thing. And, and things that you're just like, oh why are they acting like that? Or why are they doing this? Or why do they do this all the time? Or why do they have that sort of instinct to do that? Yeah. You just have to remember that, yeah, these are individuals. They are a mix of a bunch of things that you can't necessarily see right now. And you just need to foster it, the positive. And yeah, you're right. Like they're going to be who they're going to be. So you can either, you know, make it hard on them and make it hard on you by fighting them the whole way. Or just kind of having that mindset where you're just like, this is who they are and let's 
Let's try to like the same way you let yourself tools. be who you are. Yeah. In events sevenfold. Totally. And also making your records. And by the way, does it's not to say that our kids love who they are. Right. And so you need to be like really focused in on helping them enjoy themselves. Right. Or just helping, to, helping to be, them. Because I have a one of my sons, Cash, like he's the happiest boy in the world. And if anything goes wrong, then it's, I wish I wasn't alive. I wish I, uh -huh. you know, all these things that right. are he, alarming, you know, like, it's like, it's like, it's just gone off the, the rails right. and it can go like that. He's a deep feeler. A deep feeler. And right. like, he so feels we the need depths to, of disappointment when he's disappointed. Yes. And so he, it's he's like. the extremes. Yes. Very happy. And then very like, I get yes. it. And that's so like, a, how do we get real... him the tools to get like, you know. Like, how do you nudge him to the. To the, the middle. The people he can talk to if he doesn't want to talk to his parents. Right. And do all these things, but that's just, those are where a parent comes in. Right. Or but, help him understand. But telling like him that, that. About himself. That, that's ridiculous. Right. Why, you, do you, like, you, why do you say that every time? You shouldn't say that. You're like, what, that is the old way that people used to handle it. Right. Like smack it down. Yeah. And you're instead never going to, yeah. Instead of like, what he's feeling is what he's feeling. Yeah. You can't change, change that. No. But it's more like helping him understand and process what he's feeling. Yes. Because like you could say like, well, what if I don't want to change that about him? What if I want to help him harness that? Yeah. Like what if there's a version of him getting to know like, damn, I'm a deep, deep feeler. Yep. When I get sad, I get really sad. Yep. When I'm happy, I'm really happy. Yeah. There's a really good quality to that. Yeah. Like the highest joy you can feel. Yep. He may feel a level that I've never felt. Yep. Because there are people like that. Oh yeah. But then the other side of it is that when they're when they feel disappointment, it's the deepest disappointment, yeah. um, and it's like almost like helping him ride that wave. Yep. And like ride that bike. Just knowing what's happening when it's happening. Right. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. I'm feeling so That's sad, crazy. but I know it's gonna pass. I know this isn't. Yeah, right. I shouldn't this do anything who, stupid. Yeah. This is who right? I am. Yeah. This, this is, is. Yeah. And then like maybe the, that's when I make art. That's when I make art. I want to write a book. I want to make songs. And this right. is the one that loves music, right? Right. And so it's like- Of course. Yeah. So of course he And he's music. dialed in, right? So it's like, that's probably something that he's going to do. And I don't want to, but the worst thing you can do is like, no, you don't. Don't but, talk like that. Don't do that. Yeah. It, it, but don't you think that even the fact that we're having this conversation, is, it kind of shows where modern yes. parenting and fathers are, yeah. is like, we could have this conversation. Yeah. And I think like, it's a good thing. 100%. Um, what do you think, uh, uh, besides the record, the new record, which I agree with Cash, best record. Thank you. I think it's your best record. It has all of this, like I said, God, the guitar work on it is so good. All of Thanks. the programming on it's good. The songwriting's good. Um, aside from the record, What's the other thing you feel like you guys are working on that you care about the most? Well, I think there's, um, we're very influenced to get back in there and make more music. So wow. caring about that, just cause like, honestly, the, the couple records, like I said, the hundred Gex record really got a fire lit under our ass. It sounds crazy, but. Do you feel like maybe you also cracked something with this new record? Like yes. creatively you yes. cracked open a new. Yeah. 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 I 100%. feel like you guys. Got I, a new muscle or I something. I feel once, yeah, once you crack that coat a little bit, it's like, like, oh, there's a lot of things we can do with this. It's a new paint. It's a new palette yep. to paint with. I think so. And then I also, I'm really happy with the band's um, 
the live show we're putting together and also implementing blockchain into all the stuff we're doing. You, know? you guys are the leaders on that. You're the only ones. Yeah, sometimes when you're the only I mean, ones, though. I know, but yeah. like, I, you have to keep doing it because that is the future. Yeah. And you guys are just the ones that have the balls to do it and are way ahead of everyone else. And I think that like, it it speaks to your... It's just the, like, we don't give a fuck. We're going to do what we think we need to, what we want to do. Yeah. This is our vision. And I think that you're doing it really well. You're, you're still bringing everyone along. Everybody who can't understand blockchain can still buy your tickets, can still interact with your band. But the people who are going into it with you, they get a little bit more. They get a better, they get a different experience that I think is is meaningful. And I think that like, you're doing it exactly like how I think smart people would navigate building a new thing out that hasn't been done. Yeah. I mean, it's such a learning experience for us, yeah. honestly, because it's like there was a lot of pushback in the beginning. And then you see like the, the macro sort of environment plays so much into people's understanding or want to understand. Right. Like you get really mixed signals from people. One simple thing is like, oh, it's a scam. These don't do anything for you. And then now people are mad that they're doing too much for people. It's like, okay, well, which one is it? Is it is this too much? Is it like, and then you have people that just they're so cynical. They think that every intention we have is like to get more money out of them. Yeah, so now, everything's a yeah. Yeah, I, like I, I come up against that too. Yeah, like everyone who like there's a cynicism to the world that like yes. everything I do is a big like most of the shit I do makes zero dollars doing it. I just I like doing it. Yeah. That's why I want to do it. Yeah. And then there's things I do make money on. And like, and so it's interesting because like, which one would you accept better? Will you laugh at that thing I make no money on because it's not big enough? Or will you hate on the thing that I do make money on because it's too big or it's too this? So which well, way can both. I make it's, money? You're not allowed to. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that was interesting with like Ticket Pass, which we launched today, was I was looking at a problem in the world and I, you know, I know Rapino and I know, you know, David Marcus and those guys, and I know they want to help artists figure out a way Yeah, they do to navigate this. Yeah. So when I saw that problem and I put my blockchain brain on and I said, well, people are going too far with it right now. They're trying to turn everything into NFT tickets. Right. Not going to work. So many problems with scalability and internet going down and actually having your wallets on hand. And we're just not there yet. We're not there yet. So my idea was like, well, why don't we just make a token that token gates the purchase of the tickets? And then we know you buy tickets the same way you've always had, but now we know if you have a token, you can get X, Y, and Z. And we can turn off bad actors tokens. We can yeah. do all these things. So we implemented this thing purely because I saw a problem in the market. And I know that our, our pit tickets and our front row stuff goes really quick. And then I see a bunch of them for resale. Now, I don't want to take away fans' ability to resell tickets. It's, I think it's kind of un-American. I think right. if you have something, then you should be able to resell it if you want. But a lot of the fans wouldn't resell it. So the idea is get the tokens into the biggest fans' hands. And the way I came up with that was let's do a rewards program. If people are buying shirts. If they're listening to the music, we'll drop them tokens and tear them up. Seems simple enough. But people think that this came out of, now you're trying to get us to buy t-shirts. Yeah, no. Now you're trying to get us to, do I need to switch over to Spotify because you won't count title? And it's like, no, 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 no. Just do what you do and we will find you. We just want to make sure that if you are a big fan, 
We, we don't want to see that little spinny resale thing on the front tickets. We're trying to get them into your hands. And if you want to sell them, fine, but you're a fan at that point. But it just becomes, it comes back so cynical that you guys are just trying to do this to us. You're trying to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, I just saw a problem and there's a technology there. It didn't invent anything. Just took two things, that already, two things that already existed and just said, let's do this. And that's, innovation is absolutely going to come and comes from artistic and creative people. Yes. Because they look at things slightly different and they go, I'm not inventing anything new. I'm just innovating how it's done. Yes. And I'm taking this I'm and putting going, this in that front of might this work instead that, of that. That yeah. might work together. Yeah. I think that's, again, that just speaks to, you know, who you guys are and what you've been doing and why all the records... In my opinion, they just get better and better. And the new one was worth the wait. And it's interesting because I know you guys have been working on it a long time, but it's cool to think that you want to make a record so so soon because that means you you hit something creatively that feels yeah, like it's not scary it right now. Something. Yeah, it's not scary right yeah, now. It's like, yeah. okay, like I think that we can take this somewhere and it'll still feel different enough from what we just did. Yeah, I can't right. wait to hear it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I can't wait to see the show. Me too. Be fun. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, dude. Dude, it was great. That was fun. All right. No bad times. I don't want no bad. Hey, thank you for listening to Artist Friendly. I'll see you next week. This car only take premium gas. I love my engine. I'm not smoking on gas. I'm smoking on piff. That's my kind. I don't.